Welcome back to Reflections of Darkness. This is your gorgeous drag hostess evil coming to you from my lair of eternal damnation. I hope all my listeners out there in podcast land are doing well and getting geared up for the Halloween season. Though if you're a loyal listener of this podcast, you're probably a little like me and celebrate Halloween all year long. <laughs> How about we continue the celebration and do a few quick reflections? And if you're new here, quick reflections are my quick reviews of movies I've watched recently that aren't, you know, full episode material, but that I still want to give my opinion on. Because <laughs> I'm full of opinions <laughs> and other stuff. Mm. Anyway, quick reflection number one, Deadly Dreams from 1988. Now this one had a good base idea and the opening was good. Then it got a little bit, little bit disjointed and jumped around too much. Some of the dream kills were good, and I thought the last seven minutes or so were the best. It wasn't the worst, but it could have been so much better with a few tweaks and a bit more money. <laughs> but who wouldn't, right? So I give Deadly Dreams from 1988 5 out of 10 blue rooms. Quick reflection number two. Bloodbath at the House of Death from 1984. Now this one is a goofy British horror parody movie. And as long as you know that going in, it's actually a pretty enjoyable movie. The acting is funny, the gags work, and it has Vincent Price. He isn't in it very much, but he definitely steals the scenes he's in. I laugh more than I thought I would in this movie, so I give Bloodbath at the House of Death from 1984. Whoo, that's a mouthful. Eight out of ten tattooed dogs. <laughs> Quick reflection number three. The Brood from 1979. Now, I had never seen this one, so I didn't know what to expect. I mean, I knew it was a David Cronenberg movie, so I know there would be a lot of, like, gross-out factor and all his kind of deal. Uh, and I know his movies are a bit of an acquired taste, uh, but, I, you know, it was fine. It was worth a watch. I mean, at least for hot Art Hindle, who you'll know from Black Christmas, uh, with that fur coat. Oh, he's so hot. And for those freaky no-belly-button kids, those were good. Those were good. Spoilers. I mean, it's only been out for, what, 40 years. Get over it. Uh, so I give The Brood from 1979 7 out of 10 red man robes. Ooh. <laughs> Quick reflection number four. <laughs> Driller Killer from 1979. This one would not be everyone's cup of tea. It's definitely a lot more of an artsy, gritty, 70s New York low-budget horror movie. And I think that's actually why I liked it. The acting is fine, the soundtrack is weird and cool, and the kills are crazy. But still, pretty good. Uh, it's really worth a watch just to say that you've seen it. <laughs> I give Driller Killer from 1979 8 out of 10 buffaloes. <laughs> well, that was Quick Reflections. Now on to our main feature. Enjoy. Tonight, we are reviewing Killer Clowns from Outer Space, released in 1988. And joining me for tonight's festivities is none other than San Francisco's hardest working drag clown, Nitrix Oxide. Applause, 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 applause. <laughs> all around, all around. Hello, all around. my dear. How are you? I'm fabulous. Welcome to Reflections of Darkness. It's about time you got here. How are things with you? Um, I am both blessed and busy, and I am very excited you're having me on tonight. Not only do I love this movie, but also... Um, I'm so glad you picked a clown expert on the podcast for the clown movie. Yeah, I mean, who else? Honestly. I'd be offended if you didn't. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
All right, so why don't you start off by telling my listeners all around the world a little bit about nitrix. Nitrix oxide, as Evil said, they're like a punk clown. Um, I always joke that nitrix is like this genderless alien who falls down from outer space and likes to play dress up. I do all different types of music, all different types of shows. Again, I plot between king and queen. I pretty much do everything. Um, in San Francisco, you can see me doing a musical show one week. The next week, I'm doing a rock and roll show. So Nitrix has been everywhere. Nitrix has been around the country. And, you know, I went to Canada. So as Kasha Davis says, I am international. <laughs> Very good. Uh, why don't you tell us a little bit about your horror background? When did you start watching horror, liking horror? Oh, for horror, I I remember a long time ago when I was little, I'd go to my grandparents for the weekend and at the public library, they're like, just go rent out movies. But again, it's grandparents weekend, so no supervision. <laughs> so I'd go over and I think I started with Nightmare Before Christmas. I guess that's the first like horror movie I saw. Oh yeah, that's and a very easy dip your toe in the, the shallowest end, yes. Exactly. <laughs> but I, I got that, I was obsessed. And then with Tim Burton, I went to um, Mars Attacks nice. and a lot of other Tim Burton movies that worked with hands. And then I think the parents found out right around the time we got to Pinhead. So oh. that, that's that's when the movie rentals stopped. Oh, but like, man. I saw all those movies from a young age and, you know, I've been back and forth with horror. I've been back into horror recently with, um, I've been obsessed with Jordan Peele. Yes. Um, I have yet to see the new Candyman, but like Get Out and a lot of the new kind of horror movies have come out in the last five years. It, it's very interesting with like Quiet Place and Get Out, how horror is shifting. Mm -hmm. So I'm like falling in love with it again. So why did you pick Killer Clowns from Outer Space beyond the obvious clown connection? Well, I've just always been a fan of the B movies. Like I tell when I was back in college as a theater major, the first show I did was Evil Dead the Musical. <laughs> awesome. So I did the props. I was the moose puppet. So I've always loved the the B movies. And Evil Dead is such a B movie. It's it's I mean, it's a horror movie, but it's stupid. Right. It's so dumb. For sure. So I just gravitated towards like the comedy horror. You know, of all those comedy horror movies, I think one that has like one of the biggest fan bases besides Evil Dead is Killer Clowns. It definitely they're, does they're have a huge so, There's such pulling. a fan base and hoopla around it. And I was just like, I really feel we need to cover it because it just keeps coming back in pop culture and I'm just always amazed by it. No, totally, for sure. It's got a huge cult following. Uh, it, when it first came out, it was not popular, but over time, because of like movie releases and I think action figure releases really popularized the movie because the clowns are so iconic looking that it's become a cult classic now. Um, well, before we dive in, tell us, you know, about things you have going on, anything you want to promote, your socials, whatnot. We will do it again at the end, but for some of the listeners out there that drop off early, yes, I know you're doing it. I see you. Um, do it <laughs> we now. We can hear you. <laughs> do it now for them, please. Oh, yes. Um, you can follow me. You can find where I'm booked in San Francisco or um, I'm going to San Jose soon. Find all those dates on my Instagram, Nitrix Oxide Drag. N-I-T-R-I-X Oxide. Very important. Also, um, I do several shows around the Bay Area. I am announcing on this podcast, special alert, put in the soundboard noises. Um, <laughs> Starting in October, when we start Dragula Season 4, I will be doing a viewing party every Tuesday, starting October 19th at The Edge, right in the Castro. Me and my friend, the lovely Lola, Lola Lude, will be having a bunch of Dragula guests. Um, I just booked Erica Clash today on the 26th, so nice. she'll be coming into town. Amazing. And then we'll also be having some local spooky favorites. So um, come hang out with me at The Edge, and we'll watch um, the Shutter app, and we'll watch Dragula. It's going to be fabulous. <laughs> awesome, awesome, yes. Plug the Shutter app. They obviously need it. Um, <laughs> oh my god, exactly. I'm like, you're giving $100,000 to the Belay Brothers, you're doing fine. Right, you're doing great. <laughs> Alright, so why don't we jump into tonight's main feature. We start with the opening credits while looking into space. Title card. 
killer clowns from outer space. And then this awesome song starts playing. Top Burger, a circus-themed fast food place that would obviously be found in some small town somewhere in small town USA. Isn't it always a small town? It always is. <laughs> it has to be. We focus in a little further on Officer Mooney, who is clearly not into teenagers or youths of any kind, and it seems the feeling is mutual. Then we cut to Makeout Spot, called Top of the World, and all of a sudden, an ice cream truck rolls in all loud and disruptive. This is where we meet the Terenzi brothers, who are just these scheming, horny goofballs that thought an ice cream truck would be a good way to pick up chicks. Uh, apparently the only chicks they're going to pick up are the ones who want ice cream, and that's it. <laughs> I mean, if they don't have the Spongebob pop, if they have the melted face, I'm not Yeah, with interested. the eyes in the wrong spot? Yes, exactly. Yes, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Those are the creepiest things. Oh God, I've gotten one like Sonic the Hedgehog. And I'm like, Sonic, what happened? I know that movie is bad, but Jesus Christ. <laughs> Dopes. All right. So then we cut back to the guy and girl in the raft in the back of the guy's car. I was like, that's some uh, horny boy ingenuity. He's like, I need something soft in the back of this car. Uh, air raft, done. Uh, <laughs> so then they see something shoot across the sky and we get the blob rip off. I mean, inspiration. Uh, the guy is our main character, Mike Tobacco, and he's played by Grant Kramer, who you'll know from one of my favorites and from the first episode of Reflections of Darkness, New Year's Evil, where he played the hot and crazy son Derek in the very tight jeans. Whew, I love that movie. I remember. Uh-huh. <laughs> and his crazy ass. Oh, it's so good. Uh, and then his girlfriend in this movie is played by Suzanne Snyder. And she's what, Deb Stone, right? Yeah, De Debbie Stone. And I'm just, I'm loving the um, drug references. It's very like reefer madness. Yes. Like say no, the drugs campaign during the 80s. And I'm like, it's just fabulous. <laughs> and it's a little too too much sometimes, but it's fine. It, All right. It's not a B-horror movie if we're not right on the nose. Right, if we're not shoving it in your face. Got it, yes. <laughs> uh, the girlfriend, yeah, she's played by Suzanne Snyder, who was, who you'll recognize from Return of the Living Dead 2, so not the good one, but two, and Night of the Creeps, which is also a personal favorite and another movie that <clears throat> is inspired by the blob. So they see the thing shoot across the sky and the girl's like, let's go find it. And then there's this old man and his dog and he's also like, let's go find it. Uh, <laughs> but we see that they put a fun spin on it. And instead of like a crater with a smoldering slime ball, it's a big, bright, colorful circus tent all of glow. So, Nitrix, being the drag clown that you are, have you ever been to an old school circus like Ringling Brothers or anything? I absolutely have. I remember when I was a kid going and I actually um, 
you know, very safe for parents back in like, you know, the early 90s. They they had like ride a camel or ride an elephant. <laughs> it was like $5, which would never happen now. But no. it's just like, oh, yeah, put put your young child on top of the elephant. They'll be fine. It was a different time, right? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I mean, back in the 70s, they let you beat the animals if you wanted. Oh, okay. <laughs> Take a little bit home. Yes. There we go. Not just the popcorn. Right. All right. So the old man and the dog start to investigate slash want to go see the circus. But they soon realize that things are a bit off. Then there's the cool shadow gag, and we see our first clown as he scoops up the dog. Then the old man gets it with the pink ray gun. Bye-bye, old guy. With our first look at the clowns, what are your thoughts, and what did you think when you first saw the clowns in this movie? I mean, they are absolutely horrifying, but they're also hilarious at the same time. I think I looked up, too, they only had four molds for the clowns in this entire movie, so they're all just based off these four different molds they have. Yeah, I did also looked up that the ray gun they use, like the popcorn gun later, mm-hmm. it was $7,000 to make. Oh my goodness. So it's just like the, the the money they put towards some of the things and other things in the show they didn't. I'm like, it's very drag. <laughs> it's very drag. <laughs> yes, $2 dress, $100 wig. You know, it's that. $7,000 popcorn gun. <laughs> well, and they showed it, what, like one time, two times? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, like barely showed it. And I was just like, how is it that much? Totes worth it. It's, you gotta have it. And here we are, years later, talking about it. So it did something. All right, so then we cut to Officer Mooney, clearly abusing his police powers, picking on young people. Mooney is scary old, old school, with no rules and oversight. And then we have the opposite, hot cop Dave, the younger police officer who is not happy about it. What are your thoughts on old school, uh, scary guy compared to hot, younger, by the book guy? I mean, they're definitely setting up Dave to be like the hero. And then I always, I think of Mooney when I saw him. I'm going back to theater. I think of him as like Officer Crunky from like West Side Story. Totally. Just very like cranky old man. Also a little bit of like a Scooby-Doo villain. Yeah. And I mean, it's also... Like, I don't want to say it's a ripoff, but <clears throat> I have said it's a ripoff already. But in the original Blob, you've got the older police officer who doesn't believe any kids, that all teens are trouble. And then you've got the one police officer who's willing to listen. Huh? It's like, you watch this and I'm like, I feel like I've seen this movie. <laughs> yeah, a couple times. Yeah, exactly. So then we cut to the two teens, Mike and Deb, checking out the circus tent, which we obviously know is the spaceship. <laughs> this is bizarre. What kind of circus is this? This is that that new wave European circus fantastique. <laughs> hurry, hurry, step right up. <laughs> See the circus bizarro. Come on, come on, step right up, little lady. Don't be shy. Don't be stupid. Come see the incredible Miss 5050, half man, half woman. The perfect double eight. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's where little lady step right up here and see Gumbo, the toothless elephant. Or while we're here, we've got Belinda, Billy McWonder. Watch her binge and purr before your very eyes. <laughs> ah, Mike, keep it down. Somebody will catch us. God, the place great or what? It looks like it was decorated by Clowns R Us. So, Nitrix, is this like your dream house? Is that what it looks like inside? or? <laughs> oh, my gosh. I would love to have this. Like, the cotton candy, all of it. I was just like, this would be a dream. Just put wheels on it. We're ready to go. <laughs> exactly. Which is, like, put a dr- traveling drag show in it. Right. And I do love in it how it's very much Tartary. Not Tartary. But it's very much like the Tartarus, where it's this tent, but you go inside, and it's this huge thing with, like, depths and levels and... It's great. And I, and I will say, when I went to Halloween Horror Nights, back when I lived in Florida, mm-hmm. um, the last year I was there, um, that's when they had Killer Clowns, the first walkthrough. Oh. Which was amazing, by the way. But it, they did the same effect where it looked like a little tiny tent entrance, and there was just so many multiple rooms to go through. 
and I'm just like, this is why I love Halloween Horror Nights, because they get it right, <laughs> even with, like, the weird-ass clown B-movie. They I still get that. all the details down, the gun, and... Oh, wait, we're going to get to that later. I, wanna, I don't want to spoil anything. No spoilers. We'll, we'll get to that. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, after they start looking around a bit, it's clear that Deb is the brains of this duo and figures out that it's the spaceship shooting star. And, of course, Mike is like, it's a cotton candy factory. But as they see, they're actually cotton candy people pods, kind of like spider's meals, which I thought was a cool effect. Then we get the popcorn gun, which you mentioned earlier. And we get my favorite, which is the balloon dog, which they make the little dog. And then the balloon dog tracks them through this forest. I was like, it's so hilarious. It, it's so, you know, this movie's so stupid, but it's also just the creativity. That's what I love from this movie. Exactly. Because you can tell they really thought out all the weapons and all the different effects. Like you mentioned earlier, the shadow puppet effect, which we'll get back to in a minute. Like the shadow puppet effect they do with the technology they had at the time. It's just so cool. It is. Yeah. And the, there's so many little details that even I probably missed a few of them. But there's, there's all these little things that you just are like, oh, that is so clever. You know, and again, we'll get to some more of them later. And I think that makes a really good, like, horror movie villain when it's that original and it's just like oh i've never seen this before even though the rest of the characters are from the blob movie exactly uh, just with the villains i'm like they're they're clowns but they're so original like these alien hybrids they're just so fascinating i think that's why they're so like iconic now yeah exactly so we see the clowns start to head towards town and i made a side note again that the music in this movie is actually really good the soundtrack is really could stand up by itself it's so good uh then we get the, they have their own theme song they do and it's great it's not like a shitty one it's really good uh then we get the gag with the clown outside the drugstore pretending to be an animatronic which is very funny then we cut back to the police station with uh the hot blonde cop dave and mike and deb trying to explain what they saw and what happened we were up at the top of the world and and we saw this shooting star and we decided to go look for it but instead of finding the shooting star we saw this this circus tent and that's when we went inside and that is when we saw those people in those those pink cotton candy cocoons dave it was not a circus tent it was something else what what it was a spaceship and there was these things these the uh, killer clowns and, and they, they shot popcorn at us we barely got away killer clowns from outer space holy shit dave we are telling you the truth you've got to believe us officer mooney is being a double douche saying you're not going to make a dummy out of me foreshadowing mm. a little bit <laughs> a little bit cut to the cop car where we find out that deb used to date dave the hot cop then there is this jump scene of all the clowns running around cotton candying people all over town you've got the uh puppet show in the park one with the sadly unattractive kid watching it and he gets cotton candied you've got the drugstore and the clown making a mess and cotton candying people while the pharmacist is just looking on in horror and not doing anything you've got the pizza delivery clown gag which is great which and it also looks like he's delivering to like a sorority house or like some cam girl house i guess this was before cam girl so i guess that can't be true <laughs> Oh my gosh, yeah. This is probably like the precursor to all of that. Oh, Jesus. Exactly. So Mike takes uh, Hot Cop to where the tent is, and the tent is missing. So now Mike is under arrest because obviously he's lying and crazy. I will also say, though, that sequence, one of my favorite parts of it is when Mike and Dave are running by, and they see, like, the crowd of people with the two old people in the front, and they're like, yay, with the puppet show, and it just comes down and just clamps them all. Yes. It's just, uh, that was my funniest scene because the two little old, like the old lady and the old manager is like, ooh, puppets. It's like, <laughs> it, that, that part cracks me the fuck up. Uh, cut to the local biker bar 
and one little clown rides up on his little clown bicycle and hilarity ensues. And by hilarity, I mean the clown punches the guy's head off and it's funny. <laughs> it shouldn't oh, yeah, be, but it's funny. What are you going to do, knock my block off? Exactly. <laughs> and he does. <laughs> then Hot Cop Dave and the boyfriend Mike roll up to Top of the World, the makeout spot, and they find everything is ruined and covered in cotton candy floss stuff all over so obviously mike's not crazy or guilty so he unlocks him then we go back to the police station and officer mooney is just not taking calls to the police station like a you know a good cop would and he starts drinking jack daniels cop of the year <laughs> cop of the year for sure i mean this is definitely a drag move there's a liquor sponsor <laughs> exactly but can we get the like honey one because i like that one better yeah thank you it's like let's be selective <laughs> yeah i was like i'm glad they didn't go with like the cake vodka flavor or like cotton candy vodka yeah thank you killer clowns <laughs> then there's the car race scene where the car crashes off the bridge which i don't even know why that was in there because it was I mean, it was great, but it, it could have just not been in there and saved money. Another fun fact I found out. Oh, there there are so many facts about making this movie. A million. Um, they, they were given, the two vehicles they were given, um, I don't know if the one that crashed, but I know there was like the ice cream truck and another vehicle. They had to rent them, so they weren't allowed to make any damage to any of the vehicles. Where I think they actually racked up like thousands of dollars in damage. One was from that scene. The other one, they scratched the hell out of the ice cream truck. Oh, I'm sure. And I'm like, I don't know how you're going to do a horror movie and think you're not going to damage the cars. <laughs> right? <laughs> Especially a horror movie in the 80s, okay? Yeah, I, after watching the trailer, too, at the beginning and seeing that and reading, like, oh, they damaged the cars, I was like, well, that one goes off the fucking bridge. <laughs> and they didn't actually even do that right from what I read. They screwed it up and it got hung up in the tree, which wasn't supposed to happen. Again, 80s, let them have it. Yeah, oh, oh, 80s. Oh, 80s. <laughs> All right, so then Mike and the cops split up. And Mike fills in the Terenzi brothers, Terenzi brothers, yes, yeah, right. On what's yeah, going which is on? Yeah, like such a such a good name. <laughs> yeah, he fills them on fills them in on what's going on. You idiot! Don't yell at me. You were drunk. Well, what? I did just do one thing right. This whole ice cream thing was your idea. My idea. You're the one who said we get girls this way. No, I didn't. You, you did. did. You did. You did. You did. You did. Hey, Rich, Paul. Oh, man, am I glad to see you guys. It's Mike, how are you doing? You want some ice cream? We got... No, no, man, listen. Something horrible's happened. I need your help. Well, what are you talking about? What's wrong? There's no time to explain. There's clowns going around killing people. Uh huh. Look, tonight, Debbie and I were up, were up on top of the world, and we followed this spaceship, and there was these... There was these clowns, and they was carrying these, these cotton candy cocoons, and they were shooting these, these, these popcorn guns, and there's, there's, a, there's a circus tent spaceship, right? But it's not there anymore, but we were there. We saw the whole thing. And they say we're crazy. So? Oh, come on, you guys, I'm not fooling around. Well, Mike, what do you want us to do? We have ice cream to sell tonight. Paul, this is more important than selling ice cream. There's clowns going around killing people. We're all in danger. Well, I haven't sold that much ice cream tonight. We haven't sold any. Come on, guys, will you help me? Look, at least take me over to Debbie's house, okay? I think she's in danger. Does she have any roommates? Yes, she's got two. She's got two beautiful roommates with big boobs. Do they like ice cream? They love it. What are we waiting for? <laughs> then we cut back to the police station with the phones ringing off the hook and a clown walks in on Officer Mooney and he does the whole water squirting flowers on Mooney. So Mooney obviously handcuffs him. The clown's hands come off, obviously good gag. And he cuffs him and puts him in the cell with the other two punks he arrested earlier. And then he does, he blows one of those noisemakers, which is a hand which clangs him into the bar. So obviously Mooney is out of the game for now. But I was like, what a great 
visual when he blows that thing and it becomes a hand that's very beetle juicy looking you know that whole thing oh and i also it's another iconic line with the the knock my block off or the two guys after he blows it he goes the two guys go what are you in for <laughs> and i was just like well we didn't put that money towards the dialogue it's just towards <laughs> the popcorn gun okay <laughs> Completely, completely. So Officer Dave shows up and finds Clown Prince, which I love, leading into the cells. And the movie has, again, great details and ideas. Those just Clown Prince leading out into the thing. Mooney and the Clown are gone, but we have some cotton candy cocoons. Uh, as Hot Cop walks back into the main area of the police station, we get the iconic foreshadowed scene by Officer Mooney. He's the Clown's ventriloquist dummy, and he's gotten what he deserved and foreshadowed. Everybody loves puppets. <laughs> <laughs> yes especially when he pulls his hand out and it's just all gory and bloody and gross and he just shakes it off it's very um dead silence did you ever see that one yes oh very, my god i love that movie so good but it's very it could have inspired that you never know that's so good and, I, and that was another really good scene that that's why i loved how they finally brought this to halloween horror night because there's so much good imagery and scenes that they put in there. Like they had the Trinity Brothers ice cream truck, but then they actually had like a live actor sitting there with a like a fake clown puppet, <laughs> and they had they were like mimicking that scene, and he was just mouthing along with the words. But like the way they set that up was so good and creepy. And then they had a jump scare, of course, right around the corner. Those oh, fucking clowns. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, they, they bring it back every year. If you if you are afraid of clowns, do not go in that thing. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I, I was scared, and I'm a, I'm a clown. Right. So, obviously, Officer Mooney is dead. And so, Hot Cop Dave starts shooting at the clown. Shooting him in the chest, shooting him in the chest. Nothing's working. Shoots his nose, which explodes in glitter. And then he explodes into confetti. And so, obviously, that's how you kill a killer clown, is by shooting him in his big red nose. <laughs> Again, you, you the can do details. That to a drag queen at a show too. Just squeeze their nose and they'll just turn to a glitter. Go try it. No, don't touch a drag queen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, touch a drag queen's face and you're gonna be the one that explodes. Okay. Oh my god, Carney Asada is gonna get like honked on the nose at some point or brunch, <laughs> and I'm, we're gonna like get flagged. Totally. Somebody's gonna get hurt. Yes. <laughs> I have to put a, a warning label on this episode. Warning label. Don't listen to anything Nitrix says. <laughs> All right, then we cut to the small but very cool, I wish there had been more of it, Clown Parade People Pod Collection thing. They had a float. They had a bunch of different clowns. They, some reason, the, the whole, like, street, wherever they are, gets decorated, which I like. I guess it's to mark where they've already been so they don't go collecting there again. And they're just sucking up pink pods. It's a great scene, and again, I wish it had gone on longer because it was really cool, but I guess they blew their money on the popcorn guns, so this part had to be edited. <laughs> Oh my, it's just, again, it's just, I love every part of this movie. It's, it's such a big spectacle. And I'm like, also, you forget it's like a horror movie. Right. From you how really... like, funny and absurd it is. That's why I love B-movies. Yes, you really, you really do forget it early on that it's supposed to be a horror movie because it is such a goofy ride that you're just like, what's next? What's next? I want to see it because it's funny and, you know, entertaining. Cut back to Deb's bathroom where she has been showering this whole time. <laughs> She's literally been showering for half of this movie. But she does have a lot of hair. It was the 80s, so maybe I guess that's okay. I will say what you said earlier, though. What I do think this movie does different is she's kind of the smart one that figures stuff out. Like, mm -hmm. she's very with it. Most of these movies, 
like the guys are all bumbly, but the women are even worse. Right. So it's very funny at the beginning when you were like, she's like, oh, this is this is like a like a star or something, and he thinks it's a cotton candy factory. Right. And she's like looking around, being the careful one, and I'm just like, I'm like, Debbie, who are you? You don't know your archetype. Like, <laughs> how dare you be the smart one in this movie? And then she showers, and she showers for the rest of the movie. She showers and showers. She must have one of those massaging head showers because she was out for a long time. But she is also the well, she doesn't figure it out, but in her scene we figure out that the little popcorn that shoots out of the gun is actually like little killer clown larva, I guess. And that's of why Of course it is. Yeah, of course it is. Why wouldn't it be? <laughs> popcorn is clown larva. Done. And so you see the little clouds uh, clowns on poles attacking her, which is a cool scene. And you see the other clowns sprinkling popcorn in the uh, what is that dumpster behind the big top circus to create more clowns so that's where all the clowns are coming from so it's really again great detail you know who would have thought of that oh yeah and i love too when um she is she answers the door and then we have the little clown pop out of the pizza box yes that's another one of my favorite scenes and i looked at my notes my cliff notes i looked up they were like they said they call them juvenile clowns the juvenile. which just cracks me up They're the juvenile clowns <laughs> But again, also in that scene, she runs to the window and they're all outside in their fireman's hat with a <laughs> tiny little like trampoline for her to jump on. That part is great. So funny. I, I was just roaring with laughter during the scene. This is the this is the one sequence that just made me just die laughing. Because <laughs> it, it is just so perfect opposite like the ventriloquist dummy, like how creepy that was. And then we have all this comedy after. I was like, this movie is brilliant. Right? It's really, it is really a good movie. It is. And for some reason, they capture her. They don't put her in a cotton candy blob. They turn her into a balloon or put her in a big balloon to take her with them. I don't know why, but I mean, it's never explained who gets to be a balloon and who gets to be cotton candy. She's the damsel. So it's like the damsel. They can never like, oh, they killed the damsel off. But because, um, right. you know, she's the star. She has to be unique. So they have to have like a unique escape for her. And she's going to get rescued, even though she's the only one with sense in this movie. <laughs> I would stay in the shower, too. <laughs> So she's in the giant balloon and the clown takes off in his car and Mike, the Terenzi brothers and hot cop Dave are all on their tail. And it's a big chase scene heading towards the old amusement park, which is straight out of a Scooby-Doo episode. <laughs> it's off off a cliff. It's just way over there. Then we get our classic clown car gag where the security stops them and all these clowns pile out of this little car. Classic. But then we get the pie gag for the poor security guard. They throw all these pies on this little man, and apparently the pies are acid pie, and then the security is just a pile of goo, and they put a cherry on top. It is hilarious. The cherry on top was literally the cherry on top. Yeah, again, just balancing, like, straight comedy and just, like, horror. Yeah. It's, like, the perfect balance. It was just, <laughs> like, this This movie has all the details. They obviously went to clown school. <laughs> or at least they did the correspondence course. Then there's the whole origin story. Where did they come from? Why are they here? My, my clowns. They're not clowns. Some kind of animal from the world that look like clowns. Shit, Dave. Dave, maybe for the ancient astronauts, you know, they came to the planet centuries ago. And our idea of clowns just comes from them. How come they're not funny? Maybe they're from a dying planet. Maybe their sun pooped out and they need a new place to live. Maybe they're using this for experiments to dissect and study. So that means they're intelligent. So why don't they communicate with us? I mean, talk to us instead of killing us. Maybe they're just cruising through the galaxy and stopped here for a bite to eat. Now we're back in the clown spaceship and the Terenzi brothers drop into a ball pit in front of two lady clowns and they are totally into it. 
<laughs> These guys are super horny. They don't give a fuck. They're just like, yeah, sure, let's go. Back in the, the Oh my god, the lady clowns. The lady That's clowns. just another image too. The, I'm for viewers at home who have not seen this movie, just look up the poster and imagine the late them as ladies. Yeah, they they literally just like quick dragged them, put some balls in their shirt and we're done. That's yeah, what it is. Yeah, you know, two two nerf balls and a shake and go. And we got a lady clown. True. <laughs> And that's what some people think. <laughs> well, again, 80s, I mean, this is, this is again, this is right around probably like what? Maybe like 10 years after we got Rocky Horror. Yeah. So we, we ha we're not really at that point yet. Not so. yet. <laughs> so now we're back in the cotton candy drying room looking for Deb's balloon. And this set is amazing. Like this is all actually a whole set. Like all the cotton candy pods, the balloons, the popcorn maker, everything, the wall, the like little elevator door that comes in. It's a great set. They must have spent a ton on this part. And again, um, at Halloween Horror Nights, I, I keep mentioning it, but I'm like, they recreated the popcorn machine, everything. And I was just like, and that was before I even saw the movie. Oh, wow. So I was just looking and I'm like, wow, this is fantastic. And then I see the movie and I'm like, oh, so this is where they got it from. Like, holy, it, it didn't even compare to the set in the movie. Right, exactly. Like, how vast it was. It was. It was so good. And I, there's also, I love the scene with the clown and the crazy straw and just sticking it into one of the pods and drinking it like a spider. So good. So they shoot Deb out of her balloon and they start to run away. And my first thought was, uh, don't you want to shoot all these other balloons of these people who are suffocating to death? No. And then the cop says it and Mike's like, it's too late for them. <laughs> He's like, fuck them. <laughs> for you Jeffy. if you weren't taking a shower this wouldn't have happened exactly exactly it's so funny so they're running through the ship and they're shooting the clowns and they shoot the clown in the nose and they explode into confetti again details the sets for the spaceship are actually my favorite because they're so vast and like oddly detailed but they're clown tinged detail which again so good whoever was i should have looked up whoever was like in charge of like all the effects and the uh stages and stuff but i didn't so oh well look it up for yourself it's called Google. I always, I always love horror movies that are colorful because I think it's a weird contrast to have something scary but with so many bright colors. Exactly. Like again, these movies are nothing similar, but it kind, of, it reminds me of like Midsummer, mm. of how bright and colorful the movie was. And I know that was a lot more horrific, but again, it's it's really hard to make a pretty horror movie. Exactly. Yeah, a lot of people fail at doing that, but yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh, so now it's the showdown scene with all the clowns surrounding them on this platform. And bam, the Terenzi brothers, covered in clown kisses. My favorite characters. <laughs> yes. They confuse the clowns for a second or just along, long enough for uh, Mike, Deb, and Dave to get to the clown car. Not clown car, the ice cream truck. And then something starts descending from the ceiling, scaring away all the regular clowns. And we see that it's Clownzilla. <laughs> I love the name. It's Jojo Cl the Clownzilla. Jojo the Clownzilla. It's that big marionette. And I'm like, that is a great, that should have been my drag name. <laughs> Jojo the Clownzilla. Totes. That can be your another offshoot character you have sometimes. Oh, perfect. That, that's my king name. There we go. Jojo the Clownzilla. Done it. And done. I, I just do balloon animals to like Mariah Carey. Right. So, <laughs> balloon oh, you just animals to Mariah Carey. Yes. <laughs> literally just hit me and yes you got it. do it you're doing it <laughs> all right i know i'm just blowing the air in <laughs> so mike and deb and hot cop dave run away but the terenzi brothers stay in the ice cream truck 
and Clownzilla destroys that. It explodes. So bye-bye, Terenzi brothers. Mike and Deb run out while the hot cop Dave distracts Count Clownzilla. So as the clown ship starts spinning and taking off, and it's shaped like a top, which is, again, hilarious, and it's taking off just as the state police show up, and we see hot cop Dave stab Clownzilla in the nose with his badge, causing Clownzilla to explode, causing the entire ship to explode. So bye-bye, hot cop Dave. Or is it? Nope. The clown car that wasn't even in the ship lands in front of all the cops. And who pops out? Of course, Hot Cop Dave and the Terenzi brothers. Yay. Yay, plot holes. Great. <laughs> you know, I was, I was like, wait, the clown car never made it in there. I was very confused. Exactly. And they were in the freezer in the ice cream truck, but then somehow got in the clown car. I think I read something about it that they the it was a different ending. Like all these people died, but the studio wanted a more upbeat ending. So they did that. And I think that's why it is, but it's definitely a huge plot hole. <laughs> human human um, hand puppet, that's fine. Everybody dies at the end, no. No, can't have that. No, can't have that, no. <laughs> So yeah, so this movie was crazy, funny, goofy, super detailed, clever. The acting was good. The effects were good. The plot was mostly just the blob, but it still had its own thing with the clown stuff. Uh, the details, the gags, all really well done. The soundtrack was great. Uh, sure, again, again, a few dozen plot holes, but uh, it doesn't take away from the fun of this movie. So on... oh my, it's, it's just so much fun. And I just tell people, like, I know we've had, like, um, Rocky Horror we've had right before this and some other movies, but I really feel like this kind of like real it's up there with the top like b horror movies like evil dead and all of that it's really like when people are like oh what's a b movie and i'm like go watch this movie yeah. like this one right start with this and then work your way up <laughs> this is a good starter b movie exactly <laughs> <laughs> so on reflections of darkness and i'm sure you know because you're an, an obviously a fan and you've listened to every episode twice yeah of um, course three times <laughs> <laughs> so on here we give a rating one to ten and we choose something from the movie. So I personally give Killer Clowns from Outer Space eight and a half out of 10 balloon dogs. Let's see, I am going to also give it an eight out of 10 because I do enjoy this movie. Um, one thing I have to choose from this movie, oh my, that's gonna be hard. Um, I would say Jojo the Clownzilla. There it is, all right. Yeah, right there, my next drag name. If I ever have to like, <laughs> move states and restart it's gonna be jojo <laughs> the clownzilla so only you're gonna know Damn. and everybody watching or listening nobody's watching listening oh yeah where are we what day is it <laughs> more coffee all right and i know i i did ask you to do a little bit of preparing for this one what two movies would you pair this movie with for the ultimate movie night experience i will say first before this one because this one's a little more zany and the other one's um has a bit more horror in it I would start out with the not the the shitty remake, the original Evil Dead. Okay, good. Because they're very similar, but I think Evil Dead's a little more creepy, and this would be a good like palate cleanser after. Yes. Yeah. No. No joke on the pies. Then I do <laughs> Killer Clowns from Outer Space. That'd be the second one. And then I kept thinking like B movies. This this horror movie doesn't really. It's not as zany as Killer Clowns, but it's kind of like thinking like you know twenty years later, what probably got inspiration from this movie. I would also end it with rubber. Oh, interesting. And, and the, the listeners at home are either going to be like, what the fuck, and look it up, or they're going to know exactly what I'm talking about. Yes. Because that, basically, for those who don't know, Rubber is a movie that came out, I think it was like 10 years ago, maybe? My, possibly not even that long ago, but yeah. Yeah, it, it was very recent, but it was just like, I, I saw this in college, and it was like, it's basically a movie about a, a killer tire <laughs> that will spit, that rolls around the desert, 
It doesn't speak or anything. It's just literally a tire, people. And then it uses its psychic powers to blow stuff up. Yes, it came out in 2010. So, yes. 2010. Yeah, it's just like, it's such a weird movie, but there's like people watching in the background commentating. <laughs> and it's just like, it's, it's one of those movies where it's just like, it sh you shouldn't want to watch it. You should want to shut it off after the first two minutes. But it's so weird you want to keep watching. It and I feel like it's the same respect as Killer Clowns. <laughs> nice. Well, I personally went the uh, obvious route. And I started with the original Blob. And then Night of the Creeps. And then killed with, or ended with Killer Clowns. Because hardcore fans will stay till the end. You know, you want those people Very at the now. end of the night. Yes. And then you could also switch the middle movie with Slither, uh, <laughs> Night of the Creeps. Uh, what was the other one I was just thinking of? There's so many of these movies where it's, you know, Thing Falls, It's a Monster, From Outer Space, Small Town, The Gate, no, not The Gate, the, the Curse, I think, with Will Wheaton. Oh, God. I think, I think I've seen that a long time ago. I, yes. I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. I haven't, I haven't talked about that movie in a while. Yeah, there's so many movies. Oh, my God. I and mean, I, I, there's, a, there's a bunch I thought about instead of Rubber. I mean, you could easily pair this with a Rocky Horror Picture Show. Oh, yeah. It's easily matched with this. I also thought about um, a little later, which I'm like, if you ever have me back, there, here's another one for the musical fans. Repo, the genetic opera. That's oh. another one I'd pair with this one. I've never seen that. Oh, you have? Oh, okay, done. That's the next one. Done, we'll do um, it. Coming after the Christmas episode, whenever that comes out. <laughs> Repo, the genetic opera. Um, it's basically, it's, an, it's a musical movie, but it takes place like way in the future. Oh. where you rent um basically there's a disease where everybody has organ failure oh so everybody's renting out organs nice. and if you can't make payments on it the repo man comes and takes your organs <laughs> but the whole thing is a musical and it has paris hilton's in it oh god and they have um oh i for she's not renee fleming they have a famous like opera sarah brightman sarah brightman's in it oh, as like wow. the opera singer it's a very weird cast. Um, Alexa Vega's in it from Spy Kids. Mm -hmm. She's the daughter. Okay. It's a weird cast, but I mean, it is it is so crazy, and the music's also amazing. But uh -oh. like, I'll have to check that out. You would love it. You you would you would just start watching and be like, you're gonna text me. Yeah, we need to do this. Like, <laughs> and also, if you walk away from a movie and you're like, Paris Hilton was one of my favorite parts of the movie. <laughs> done that's successful for me wow if that actually happens <laughs> then definitely for sure that yeah for sure so again tell everybody what you're up to what you're doing your socials everything do all that for the people who are actually still here thank you for making it all the way till the end yes thank you as i go as i bounce around from like 20 different movies i've watched in the last week it's all right all. it's all right they're used to it <laughs> For my socials, you can find me on Instagram, Nitrix Oxide Drag, N-I-T-R-I-X. Um, I'll post all my bookings, everything there. And as I said earlier, too, I have a couple new projects coming up in San Francisco this month. One is um, since Dragula Season 4 is coming out on Shutter, not paid sponsor, but go download the app. But um, we'll, actually, don't download it. Come to my viewing party. There we go. <laughs> Save $8. Come to The Edge on Tuesday night, starting October 19th. And spend $40 on drinks. <laughs> exactly. There and we go. Tips. Come drink with us instead. And, and we'll tip be watching the queens. Yes. The new season of Dragula, which I've been, after Resurrection last year, I've been waiting for the new season. Yes. Um, and it'll be me and Lola Lude, who's an amazing performer in the city. And we're going to be having special guests. Um, October 26th, we'll have Erica Clash. Nice. And then um, also over at DNA Lounge, since we're talking about killer clowns from outer space, I'll be starting a new party on September 18th. It's called Studio 51. Wow. And it's a space club kid party. Um, our first one on the 18th, we're going to have Neapolitan, 
of Sitting in Absurd, Can You Be Love? And they'll be co-hosted by me and Africa America. Nice. So definitely come out. It's going to be club kids space. Very weird. I might be inspired now to do a killer clown number. You never know. Hey, it could, yeah, you could do it. There if we anyone go. could. Yeah, from, pod, from podcast to real life. There we go. <laughs> well, amazing. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for joining me here in my Lair of Eternal Damnation to do this crazy movie. Hey, thank you for having me. I love this movie. I'm so excited to be here, and um, I hope I get the round trip pass to come back. We'll oh, of see. course. You're already on the guest list for the future. Awesome. I'll take the poll down like little Nas did. I'll come all the way back down. So. <laughs> thank you. It's so much easier if somebody just does that. I don't have to clean the poll. Right, the expressway. <laughs> all right. Bye-bye, Nitrix. Bye-bye. Well, that was Killer Clowns from Outer Space. <laughs> what a movie. I again want to thank my guest, the amazing drag clown, Nitrix Oxide. Make sure to catch them performing all over San Francisco. You can find all my socials and contact information over at evilqueensf.com. And as always, keep watching scary movies. <laughs> boys.